welcome to the voice of Dr. Yan, and I'm your host, Dr. Li Meng Yan. In this episode, we welcome our regular guest Edward Hogland coming to、uh, come to my broadcast with his new book, The Cognitive Warfare. And this is a very exciting、uh, news because we have been talking about the cognitive warfare in the past uh, uh, many episodes. And we analyze the CCP's document, the classic document on restricted warfare, which was written in 1999. And also, we、uh, analyze examples happening around us nowadays, like the COVID-19 origins and like、uh, the. Vietnam、uh, crisis and also the、uh, balloons, the military balloons, and so many examples. Now we know how actually reflect the CCP's unrestricted warfare strategies against the Americans, and not only about the. Cognitive,、uh, not only about the unrestricted warfare examples as we talk about. The most important thing is, Chinese Communist Party has developed the very advanced protocols and using the cognitive warfare try to influence. Everyone. I mean, not only Americans, but also only also Chinese people in your mind, because they believe that once they can control your mind, then then they control everything, and that is actually the core part of their unrestricted warfare. So Edward Hogland, based on his experience in the inter uh inter uh inter intelligence uh field for decades. He has focused on the cognitive warfare. He has studied CCP's unrestricted、uh, warfare, and also、uh, based on his knowledge and what he know、uh, happened in U.S., what he has seen from the、uh, intelligence community, he wrote this book, which has already, I mean, now published, and you can. Order it from Amazon, and we will show the link here. And the thing is, it's not only about a book; it is actually a very critical protocol for the professional staffs. And also, I think it is very good for laymen, for public to understand the basic knowledge of cognitive war. And so. In, before we start to introduce more about this book, ah,、uh, let me first again、uh, reintroduce Edward to our new audience of this episode. And Edward,、uh, I mean, I know many of you have already been very familiar with him. He's a retired federal senior executive and U.S. Air Force veteran. His over four decades of service include serving as a senior leader in the intelligence community and the Department of Defense, Homeland Security, Energy, and State. He served as a senior advisor to several IC agency heads, the Assistant Inspector General of、uh, for the Inspections for the Intelligence Community, the Chairman of CIA Strategic Planning, a Deputy Team Leader of the INF on on-site nuclear arms inspections in the former Soviet Union, and as a award-winning CIA intelligence analyst. 
He's currently an in independent consultant focusing on cognitive warfare. He's also a regular host on the National Security Hour on the Mark Outlaw Talk Radio Network. And the new book of Edward's, uh, Edward's new book is the full name, I mean, The Cognitive Warfare, Why We Are Losing and How We Can Win. Hi, Edward. Welcome back to the voice of Dr. Yen. Uh, Dr. Yen, it's always a great pleasure to be on with you and always discuss these different topics because you bring such a, a robust intellectual perspective and a critically important cultural perspective to all the different audiences, not just those from Chinese descent, but American descent and others. It's very, very uh, great to be back on your program, and it's always a pleasure to collaborate with you. Before we talk about this book, I just want to quote one part from the introduction of the cognitive warfare to let our audience know a little bit more about this book. So as you wrote, we are in an ongoing cognitive war in which victory is forever fleeting. Why? Because it is perpetual war that will continue until mankind ceases to exist. In this regard, the war is unending, and so are the battles. The reality is evil does exist in the world, and it is pers uh, persistent in its effort. We can't ignore it, hide from it, or defend it unless we act with purpose and remain resolved. Too many Americans take our freedoms for granted, have short memories, do not study history and quickly fall into one or more of the four buckets of despair. They become complacent, com uh, complacent, complaint, complacent, corrupt, or a mixture of the latter. This book details the ongoing cognitive war, both domestic and global, a warning for all ages why we are losing. The theory behind this war to operations and how we can win a, uh, a primarily an ideology, uh, ideological war between tyranny and freedom, control and independence, subjugation and democracy. And today's USA fail understand it, can defend against it, can compete in it, or win it. It can be won, but not if you are unwilling to change. Oh, I really like this segment. And could you explain to our audience that why do you have such strong motive to write this book? And what's your purpose for the audience to read the book? No, excellent, Dr. Yan, excellent. And thank you for, for uh, that quote as well. So there's a couple of primary objectives I have. Uh, the two most pressing objectives in writing this book was first to avoid unnecessary kinetic wars. And, and as we've talked in the past, culturally here in the United States, and I think across many other countries in the world, they're used to using kinetic war as a solution. But most of these organizations and, and governments always forget the primary war, the most critical war, is and will always be the cognitive war, the war in the, that takes place in the cognitive domain, the domain of the human mind. It's the war of ideas. And because we have just one hammer, one solution for every nail, right? 
that's kinetic war. And so my concern is we continue to default to that, much as we take a look at what's happening now with Taiwan and China. The U.S. military generals, intelligence community, and others all seem to be preparing for the inevitable kinetic war. But they stupidly remain completely ignorant that the fact that the primary war is the cognitive war, which China is undermining and subverting our democracy and republic and our institutions as we speak. And that to drive a, a proactive, proactive effort in this realm, we could have totally void a kinetic war. The second major objective is really to ensure the resilience and security of our republic, which means America is the bright shining light on the hill of freedom for all nations across the world. If America's freedoms are snuffed out in this cognitive war, then the light goes dark on the world and the globe, and we can't afford that. So we must bring awareness of this battle, as you said in your opening, not just to the senior leaders, not just to military leaders, not just to presidential or government, government leaders. We bring it to the people because it's the people when they understand the tactics and techniques and other means being used to subjugate them, to manipulate them. Then they can fight back. Then they can also not just fight back, but they can also take the battle back to the adversary and counter themselves, protect themselves and defend themselves. And then lastly, without national security, without a robust, secure nation, People don't understand, especially here in the United States, especially in the United States, they don't understand that freedom's not free. If we don't have national security, our social programs go away. Our freedoms, our free speech, our ability to vote, to work, those go away. And our ability to have an income goes away. And, and lastly, you know, this whole journey began when I was five years old, when I had an epiphany, given a life-changing event at that time. But without ensuring peace and fighting evil, we defer to give evil the advantage in helping define what our future is. And we need to change that. Thank you so much, Edward. Yes, I really agree with you. We need to change that and actively change it. As you always mentioned in the broadcast, and we always try to emphasize through our conversations to the audience. And before we uh, further talk about this book. I think the good part is you have for your audience, I mean, your folks are not only the professional people, but also for laymen. That's why I have seen that based on the uh, pre-reading pre part, I mean, uh, the introduction of this book, we can see you have offered uh, the offer the conceptions of some key words to the audience. And I want let our people know what it means because definitely this can help our audience who don't have this kind of professional knowledge to understand our conversation better. First, yes. uh, the key word is cognitive war, a primarily an ideological war between tyranny and freedom, control and independence, subjugation and democracy. It is a war fought primarily in the cognitive domain using strategies which apply various ways. For example, ideology, religion, issues, and means. For example, 
academic, economic, agriculture, social, and so on, to influence. In its most basic form, it is a war between good and evil. Cognitive war can and does include irregular warfare and kinetics. It is a war that has been ongoing for more than a millennium. It is timeless as mankind exists. Cognitive war is truly the existential threat that is global and that is global and domestic. In today's USA, few understanding it can defend against it, can compete in it or win it. It can be won, but not if we are unwilling to change. The second term is cognitive domain. The domain of the human mind, ideas, ideology, function, reason, will, spirit, and so on. The cognitive domain encompasses all the domains, the umbrella under which mankind operates, functions, learns, advances, or regresses. All other domains, cyber, air, land, sea, um, subterranean, uh, space, subsurface, and all one operating domain, not separate. We, as humans, have mentally segmented all the, these domains to operate and function in them. As, and as we learn, we add new operational and functional domains. Yet, the most important domain the cognitive domain remains an afterthought, influence the ability, ability to achieve effects on the information environment. For example, a target audience, person, organization to effect perception, decision making, or actions. So these two concept definitely are very important. It defend the core part and the, the things you're writing about in these books. I mean, this book is over 300 pages. And first, as is the definition you provide or you cite uh, from certain documents you read. Yes, so the, the key here is, so thank you very much for the, the defining those terms and stuff, because the key, I think, for the audience to understand is this war is not new. Sun Tzu talked about this war over a thousand years ago. It's been going on for thousands of years. What has changed in the tactics and techniques is the democratization of technology and the advancement of different biological, chemical, nuclear, neurological capabilities and sciences that help those who seek absolute power to further manipulate, control, or subjugate people. So it's a forever war. And the importance here in understanding that as you opening and your opening remarks, victory is forever fleeting. We can't rest on our laurels here. We can't just sit back and think, okay, we've got this one victory or we've done this one thing and we now win. No, evil is persistent. Just take a look at Mao, just take a look at Stalin, take a look at Hitler, and then look in the back uh, history for thousands of years. There are those who continually press to subjugate and control others. And then there are those who look to enable, enlighten, and advance humanity. And that's really what this book is helping people to understand. And that's, that's why the book's a little bit lengthy, but it covers soup to nuts, basically, 
the core aspects here. So, you know, this book here uh, is encompasses when I talk about encompasses all other domains. As you see in TV and in the news uh, on a regular basis, you hear about the Navy or the Air Force or the Army or other elements. Each one of those elements fights in a different domain, but they tend to forget the most important, the most critical domain is the cognitive domain. And without that cognitive domain, whether it's terrestrial, whether it's sea, whether it's space, cyber, or other, you can't compete, you can't fight. But now China understands this very well. And the two colonels who wrote Unrestricted Warfare almost a quarter century ago, understand and watch and learn from the United States. Yet we have failed to learn from ourselves. And so this book is really meant to educate the masses and people of all ages to understand not just the war, how it's being fought and what they can do against it. Yeah, when you mentioned that two colonel in China who wrote this uh, unrestricted warfare, I, I'm not sure, do you know that they even wrote another book several years after this? It is a book they published, uh, I think, before or around 2010. That book actually analyzed the feedback from U.S. and other countries on the original on restricted warfare. And then the later book is focusing on the counter, the other countries' response or strategies on the unrestricted warfare. Do, do you know that? No, I didn't know that. That's it. See, I always <laughs> learn something new every time I'm on your program. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read that book because it seems not quite easy to find the PDF version online. I'm, I'm looking for that. But anyway, it shows that when they develop the this kind of very special unrestricted warfare, combine the art of war back 2000 years ago, combine the Chinese culture, which is totally opposite to American culture. Our culture in China is so-called mysterious oriental uh, culture. And so always you, you, you can always get a lot of um, fancy stories, right? Like Kung Fu Panda, all these kind of things, which show the total different world uh, compared to the United States. And also they combine the communism. The communism is very important. Communism and fascism, actually, they, they all combine together. And I'm happy to see you have mentioned that as one word, communist in your new book, right? Yes, communist, so, yeah. yeah, because because communist, as you point out correctly, communism and fascism were both left-wing ideologies. This German Social Workers Party was the fascist party under Hitler. What's interesting here, this is also part of the cognitive war, the left plays, because they like to call people far right or far left, but they're two ends of the same circle of tyranny. They're doing exactly the same thing, but they put those labels why do they put those labels? Because they try to make the far left communism sound utopian and dreamy and the far right chaotic and psychotic when they're one and the same thing. So they, even in, even in the definitions of fascism, communism today, a lot of people don't understand that. So I've coined the term commu-fascist to actually capture that. Yes, thank you for your explanation. I really like this word because uh, in my 
program and what I'm focusing on, except for the origin of COVID-19 for the truth of CCP's uh, military civil fusion uh, maps, which uh, develop and they still keep working on that. The unrestricted bioweapons, uh, bio including COVID-19 variants. I also focus on the cognitive warfare and also unrestricted warfare strategies, uh, especially to help Americans and Chinese understand CCP's tactics, strategies, their thinking, and then we can develop the way to uh, counter it. And the thing is, when you mentioned this communal fascist, uh, fascism, it is also the things I keep telling people through my episode. And for example, last episode, last week, we talked about how Chinese Communist Party cultivate kids from the early childhood in the kindergartens to brainwash them tell them there's a little army soldiers and they should be loyal to Chinese Communist Party and the equal Chinese Communist Party to the motherland, to the uh, their mothers. So they established a very strong logistics in the kids' brain when, before they even understand how to uh, run well, how to talk well, before they even read the book. This kind of red things, I mean, we call it red education, actually implanted the seeds into their deep mind. And this is for, I mean, especially these years, in the past 10 years, as I summarized in that episode, Xi Jinping has developed this national wild, uh, wide new programs again and again to enhance such red education. And this is very evil because they were cultivating the future militar uh, militarists. And also what they're doing is to tell in the case, you learn from the military uh, staffs, you behave as a small military member, and all the things you have done will bring China a great future, which is called the great rejuvenation of the Chinese nation. It is Xi Jinping's China dream, and it is for the social uh, Chinese socialism society, uh, which is Chinese government very proud of. It's called the socialism with Chinese characteristics. However, all this fancy word, I mean, we've learned from my childhood, my parents learned from their childhood. So all these things actually just uh, very sweet words to cover the evil core part, which is basically the nationalism, socialism, we call it fascism, and you, you can call it as Nazi as an alternative way, and that requires the militarism. So that's yeah. why they step by step, they develop the whole society and move it into this very extreme status. And who's their top enemy? Of course, America. Well, Americans argue that, oh, yeah, we, we should uh, focus on ourselves and we should not think about too many in other countries. Uh, yeah, people start to argue whether Ukraine war is worthy, uh, whether uh, some people said maybe we should help uh, Taiwan or maybe not because uh, that is just a foreign country, foreign state. We need to know that 
your enemy, Chinese Communist Party, collaborate with Russia, with Iran, with North Korea, with a lot of other evil regimes or potential evil regimes. They are focusing on you. As the more you abandon or the more you give up, you try to narrow down your own focus, you try to narrow down your allies, then these enemy regimes will eat them up, will work with them, will trigger the evil parts, the, the weakness of mankind, will trigger their potential, uh, I mean, this kind of uh, eager to, to uh, pursue the tyranny. So they will take advantage of all of that, and they will become larger and larger. And finally, the whole world, except for yourself, when you isolated your, isolate yourself, the whole world, leftover world, will become your enemy. And their most strong, I mean, the strongest weapon is the cognitive war tactics. So, we will further discuss about this in the next section. Now, let's have a short rest and we will come back quickly. Thank you. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. Healthy Cell Cell.com. Code out loud. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. 
We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. the voice of Dr. and I'm your host, Dr. Demon Yi, and here is our guest, Edward Hockland, and we will talk about Edward's new book, The Cognitive War, and why we need to know it and how how we could win it. So this book now is already on the Amazon, uh, so you can just click it and then order it if you want to read this over 300 page book. And for me, I have already ordered it and I look forward to reading it because I have read some other materials at what wrote, uh, wrote before on the cognitive warfare and it's very, really amazing. And that's why we have so many episodes based on this topic because this is so important. This is so critical and we both believe that not only us, I mean, I believe there are also some other people who are working on this field that Americans and the Chinese need to understand the tactics of uh, the cognitive warfare because we are all in the environment of cognitive warfare. Our enemies, China and Russia and even North Korea, I mean, they have developed their weapons to targeting our mind. And this is not far-fetched. This is not conspiracy. They really know how to softly uh, influence people using propaganda, using the they create this kind of materials and they create environment even uh international environment to slowly, gradually change people's uh, mind. And then finally, they could get, they, they could get their, um, pu- the public opinions as they expected. And that kind of strategy has been developed for over 100 years since uh, Marxism started to uh, Rise of communism and Lenin uh, established the Leninist organization and later Soviet Union and China learned from Soviet Union, all like that. And it keeps going on. So now, until now, when we talk about it, it has already been well developed. And after decades of practice, and however, most of us even don't aware of uh, even the are not aware of this kind of concept. We know nothing about it. Why? Because no one talk about it publicly, loudly, and it's difficult for especially laymen to find a book to understand these basic things, to understand the significance, and to look for the way to countermeasure it. So that's why when Edward started to show this book, when I heard about that, I know this would offer a great opportunity to people to learn more about these tactics, especially it focuses on the 
countermeasure part, and it also combines the examples what is has been happened uh, has happened around us already, which we are even very familiar with to help people to understand all these strategies, and it tells us why it's so important for every. America, and I want to say it's also very important for every Chinese person, since we are all in the war fighting against those evil tyrannist countries. They want to get our freedom. They want to get our democracy. They want to leave nothing to us but just enslave everyone. So, Edward, in the last section, we have talked about when I read the. Uh, introduction of your book, I just uh, feel very uh, exciting because it really uh, tell the things which I want to let my audience know through different episodes. Like for example, how Chinese government cultivate militarists uh, from the childhood, right? And also yes. we've talked about how Chinese Communist Party use various of the uh, tactics in the United States to uh, control the Chinese people and also to influence Americans. We're talking about a lot of that. Could you first uh, let people know your thoughts? Because the last episode, I ended it and without uh, having your opinions. And could you add something to the previous uh, part uh, first before we talk yeah. about something else? Oh, yes, very much so. So you were spot on in talking about Xi and the education effort he has. But for those who are not familiar with history, that's exactly what Stalin and Lenin did in the Communist Party with the young Cominterns. That's exactly what Hitler did in socialist fascist Germany with the young Nazi parties and such. And that's exactly what Xi's doing now, is they understand the most important domain is the cognitive domain, the human mind. And so where do they start? Children. At a very early age, they compromise the children. And you see the same thing happening here in the United States today is for the far left, continues to try to then drive specific social programming, indoctrination into our children and youth, whether it's using it under the auspices of the transgender movement, climate change, or other things. All these have parallels. As Dr. Yen is exactly right, that the U.S. cannot afford, cannot afford to fight this battle alone. This is a global battle. And if we let our allies, Taiwan and others, alone, to fight this alone, we will, as she said, be isolated. And that's not good for the United States. That's why this book, and the reason I go on the NASA Security Hour and these programs with Dr. Yen, is not for any personal gratification. This is because I truly believe in the freedoms and uniqueness of America, and that our presidential candidates all need to read this book. All Americans should read this book to fully understand about this war, the importance of this war, and what's actually going on. Because without that understanding, what happened to Donald Trump in 2016, 2020, and 2022 is going to happen again and again. But it's happening to all Americans, not just to one person. It's happening to all of us, as we see American parents called domestic terrorists, as we see China come into the United States with their police stations, as we see China go in and raid and rob us from our R&D, as we see China with the China flu and the fentanyl 
kill 1.3 million Americans now, murder 1.3 million Americans without accountability. And so they're very effective in this war. They've killed more people than we lost in World War II three to four times over, and yet there's no consequences. So if you think they're going to stop, and if you think we can compete in this war as we currently are, think again, because we need to take our heads out of our rear orifices and figure out what's the plan, what's the game plan, and how to get there. And that's what I address in this book, to start those discussions and provide some real solutions. Oh, yes. Thank you, Edward. So the thing is, you have spent so many decades in the uh, in this field, and you have seen a lot, you have known a lot. So when you start to write this book, what do you think would be the biggest obstacles for Americans to understand the uh, cognitive war and to understand all this? I mean, why we haven't seen American professional department, maybe the uh, I say the intelligence community or the uh, legislators, policy makers to focus on this issue since it's so important and it's happens every, at any moment around us in our life from the media, from the social media, from the people you know when they when you start to talk about the news, share your opinions. I mean, why there is no such uh, important, I mean, folks on, the, on this, uh, no folks on this kind of important issues yet. What is the problem? Well, because people aren't really aware. So I'll give you a perfect example. Before President Trump went, entered office after the 2016 election, I had been trying for two decades, for two decades prior to his election, to warn Americans that our national security apparatus was being used and abused to undermine specific conservative organizations and, and presidencies. And then when the false dossier came out, and the whole coup against President Trump came out, people started to awaken. What happened then after the China flu and the million of over a murder of over a million Americans? And we've seen the COVID lockdowns and the subjugation of people by the government, the people freely giving up their constitutional civil rights, unfortunately, to the government. What happened then? We found out that they were indoctrinating their children. So what people don't understand is this is a hidden war. And that's why it's very hard for people to understand what's going on because until it hits them upside the head, they don't get it. But now you've seen multiple examples and you can't hide it anymore. The far left radical progressives here and abroad are in alliances to subjugate and undermine America to advance their dystopian viewpoints and powers. That's why you saw the lockdowns, you see the indoctrination, not just here in the United States, but as Dr. Xi says in China, as you see the same thing in Russia, you see the control and manipulation and the flow of information, which I speak about in the information equilibrium theory in the book. Understanding this is critical, and that's why our politicians, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, others, they need to understand what's really going on here because they're being played still. Our politicians think this is just normal politics. It is not. The far left has, as Dr. Yen said, spent the last hundred years refining their tactics and techniques. And now they've enhanced it with democratization of technology. 
to make it far more effective. And we have to be aware because we can quickly lose, we can quickly lose our freedoms and democracy. As you've seen our national security apparatus here in the US weaponized. And as you've seen how China with the BRIC and other efforts are continuing to expand their hegemony across the world. When we talk about the hegemony, actually, this is the word the Chinese government always used to brainwash people. So I, I want to tell you the hegemony, this word, uh, since my childhood, I mean, since I start to remember the things happened again and again come uh, in every media and everywhere. I mean, it always follows the, another word, American. <laughs> so in Chinese communism, uh, government's voice, this is a word always combined with America. So American hegemony, uh, America do this bad, do that bad, American corrupted, American messed up, and also they never separate Americans and the government or the policy makers or the group of people who are working in the government or military or the federal agencies. They always mix it all together. And it, I mean, the funny thing is, Americans always thought communist China is your friend. I mean, maybe until very recently after the COVID-19, when people start to understand COVID, it comes, comes from the lab in China that, that, uh, developed by Chinese Communist Party to attack, uh, intentionally attack you. But before that, we know majority of Americans, and it was even the political correctness that China is your friend and likes a panda. And why? Because since you established the diplomatic relationship back to 1979 at that time, so, uh, 1976, sorry, uh, at that time, China pretend to be your friend and pretend to do everything, support America. However, the fact is, according to our sources in Chinese Communist Party and according to Chinese Communist Party's their own document, from the beginning, this kind of friendship was established on the falsified scenario, which is actually at that time, if you have already, if you uh, have already read the things, when we talk about the ping pong diplomacy, when we talk about some Chinese, uh, Champion, uh, champion, uh, that kind of ping pong athletes, uh, built the nice friendship with another American athlete in the games in Japan and start the beautiful, uh, friendship. It was all planned, staged. Okay, the athlete in China, he was cultivated by the communist government, selected with absolute loyalty during his childhood. And when he grew up, he had another identity. This is not the even the big secret. I mean, in China, you, you know that this kind of people finally they get military training, very strict training. They are isolated from their families, from their childhood. And then what they have in, in their mind is just a party. So they were already been 
cultivated as special type of agents secretly work for Chinese Communist Party. We called it the covered front, and they got the instructions from the top spy de- department like KGB in China. And all the things they want to do at that time is to convince Americans that we can be friends. And then get more close to America, share Americans' uh, technology, learn from Americans, and use uh, money funded by American taxpayers. And uh, I mean, American people do it for all the good purposes. We really appreciate it. However, those people take the advantage. They, They cheat you. And why they can cheat you? Because you don't understand them. You use your thinking to try to understand them based on what you know in America. You learn from Bible. You learn from the Constitution. You know Americans in this open uh, society with freedom. But you don't know China. You don't know that kind of the... um, very special society which has already combined Confucianism, Chinese culture, communism, and also develops a very cunning, sophisticated use, sophisticated this kind of uh, principles in that society. So, uh, Edward said, I mean, I have talked a lot, and uh, may I know you? <laughs> on this topic and because I think some very few people have touched this topic to the beginning of the relationship between Chinese Communist Party and the United States. Well, so it's great. And the, the thing is, you point out is very appropriate. Now, you talk about Chinese culture being different from the United States culture. Yes, in one sense. But what, what you're highlighting here is what China's doing with their different Confucius Institutes, their long-term plan diplomacy and stuff, is what I'm talking about, that they've refined their tactics, techniques, and strategy. They actually have a long-term strategy with a well-thought-out, methodically implemented plan to how to subvert America, our governance, and their institutions. I mean, you can see it. They've got 150 million Americans on TikTok, as half of the U.S. populations on TikTok, where they're bombarded with specific and influence operations by the Chinese government. And when they're not being bombarded, they're targeting information on them, their families, their children. And then, as he talked about the ping pong diplomacy, people remember Adolf Hitler and the Holocaust and the massacre and genocide against the Jewish populations. And no one would want to do deals with him after they learned that. But yet we're dealing with Xi in China, who is committing genocide against the Uyghurs, the Falun Gong and others, but also harvesting human organs from live people, live people to feed their leadership. And not only that, here in America, as Dr. Yen and I have talked about, They've set up illegal biological weapons labs where they have pandemic materials, tons, literally tons of pandemic materials in warehouses inside America. And where do you think that's going to? There has to be a broader network involved here with all those supplies and stuff. So they've methodically planned this out. They're purposely using our openness 
The President Biden, who's a Manchurian president in my mind, he's been fully compromised by China. And he's bowing to China as his different leadership, John Kerry, Janet Yellen, and others do. And this is part of the cognitive war. They're leading you to believe that we just need to de-risk our efforts with China. No, we need to completely decouple from China. Any country who then commits genocide against people, harvests organs from live individuals, okay, is a very evil regime, as Dr. Jens pointed out. And whether you're a president, show candidate, whether you're a citizen in the United States, where you're a member of the U.S. Congress, you have to understand that the tactics and techniques the Chinese are using are also being used by others here in the United States to do the same thing. And that's why in the book, I go into great detail in terms of different proposed solutions for which I hope some actions are taken because we cannot longer afford to go on this path or we will be subjugated before we know it and our military weapons and kinetic vehicles and everything else will be useless. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Edward. This is a very significant warning that if not, we will be subjugated. I mean, I escaped from Hong Kong to the United States three years ago because I know the mo if I stay in Hong Kong for one more day at that time, I would be disappeared. Just because I t speak out the virus truth at that time, and even at that time, I was anonymously uh, revealed the origin of COVID-19. So it, I mean, for this kind of vocally talking about the truth of COVID origin or talking about other CCP darkness in public never can happen in China. So at that time in Hong Kong, I dare not to tell it in public, by myself. However, when I came to US, I just realized it is, a, I mean, very difficult at that time for Americans to understand a very basic uh, knowledge. I mean, this is basically for every Chinese people, we know it by default that Chinese government can do anything to uh, persecute, to harm, their own citizens. This is a knowledge. I mean, although China, yeah, uh, spent decades to use a red education to brainwash people, but people still can see what happened around them, right? They, they can experience it. So no doubt that everyone, since you start to be the adult, you start to know the society, you will know, aha, uh -huh, this society doesn't love us. This government actually just won't use us and just won't, uh, I mean, do whatever things to enslave us and they never care about our lives or human rights. But at that time, when I came to U.S. three years ago, when I tried to tell people this, I met most of Americans will ask me one question. Why could China government do it to their own citizens? I can't understand. And uh, how could a government do it to their own people? And I received the numerous attacks from mainstream media or even from the professional communities that, aha, government can never do it to its own citizens. So Dr. Yan is far-fetched conspiracist and China takes advantage of this kind of misunderstanding in America to try to make people believe I'm anti-China, exactly. even anti-Asian. 
So the Edward, so have you ever seen these kind of things? I mean, I'm happy after yeah. three years of pandemic, it changed. But I mean, why would it happen? And what do you think? I mean, if Americans still have such ideas, how could they understand the cognitive warfare and do something to defend your freedom and your nation? Well, so you bring out an excellent point. So when you started telling people the facts about how China actually operates, what you were seeing in the pushback from our mainstream media, who I call propaganda whores, because they, they push a certain propaganda. But what you see is a complete ignorance as to what's actually happening. And that's why this war is so dangerous and so deadly, because people don't understand it. They don't understand they're being subjugated. And by the time they figure it out, it's too late. So your experience coming to America, where we have freedom of speech, right, and the Constitution, you quickly found out you too then were trying to be shut down and censored and canceled, right, by people who have a Constitution of freedom. But why is that? Because they bought into that propaganda that had been fed to them, spoon-fed them for years, and it continues to today. That's why you're seeing a new push for new COVID vaccines and lockdowns and masks and other things, it has nothing to do with reality and science. It has to do with subjugation and control. And that's why it's so critical when Dr. Yen and I have these discussions, we're trying to send a warning to not just all Americans, but across the globe. These same tactics and techniques are used in every different manner across the globe. It's not unique to China. It is not unique here in the United States. And so, you know, whether it's our critical supply chain, uh, the illegal biolabs, the spy balloons that come across here. Uh, the, you see the, the FBI being weaponized against its own people. These are the same tactics and techniques that Stalin and Lenin used to subjugate the Soviet Union, that Mao used to subjugate across China. And now we're seeing them being used here in our own America against our own United States citizens. It is time for people to wake up before it's too late. Yeah, so uh, by the way, we have talked about the illegal biolab in California in the previous episode, and I have provided evidence that behind it, it connects to the Ministry of Public Security and the United Front Work Department of Central Committee of CC Commission of CCP. And if you don't understand what it means, I mean, briefly, it means those are the same department run the notorious overseas police stations in United States and other countries. And also, our further inv investigation have revealed the very hidden connections between the very top-ranking CCP's uh, bio-expert and this owner, real owner behind the very large international commercial group, including the Biologic, illegal biological labs in the United States based in China. And there is evidence already indicates this whole large uh, commercial group is uh, just a cover for CCP's um, national or even military-related projects. So we will definitely let people know more in the future uh, after we summarize and analyze all this evidence. But the thing is now, I mean, this is just the, a tip of the iceberg, right? As I have mentioned that 
how could they use the cognitive war uh, tactics against you in the illegal uh, bio-app case? They could simply, I mean, when they release those kind of uh, infectious agents in the United States, they can simply blame the climate change. They can blame the people across the border. And they can blame you for um, whatever your uh, daily life behaviors. And maybe they can say that's because you didn't. I mean, it's, it's not a joke. They could say that you didn't receive the normal vaccines. So that's why, say, the new variant of uh, COVID-19 come out again and you, you don't have the uh, immunity altogether. I mean, and Edward, we may only have one minute left. What else do you want to give our audience before we end this episode? Well, I think you said a lot, Dr. Yen. You and I come on here because we want to alarm and warn people. That's the reality. And we need to overhaul our NASA security apparatus here, and the book discusses that. But Dr. Yen and I will have many more segments together on this. Why? Because we want to help you understand so please stay tuned to both our shows. Thank you, Dr. Yen, for having me again. Thank you. Thank you, Edward. And our uh, the voice of Dr. Yen will be on, on Saturday and Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Mark Out Loud Radio Network or iHeartRadio. And then later it will be replayed on various apps for free. And Edward's the National Security Hour always come out every Wednesday. Right, Edward? Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Oh, sorry. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. And also, you can uh, get it from the same website, from the same apps. Thank you for listening to us. <laughs>